Hi, welcome to series 8 and episode 3. Thank you for coming back to this recording. We're looking at God's manifest presence in our lives. And we're using Jacob and we're using Paul as examples of this very interesting fact that there are times in our life when God can move so close that his presence is just tangible. And he speaks, he whispers into our hearts. We all need that at times. It's interesting that very often these experiences come when we're at our very darkest times, when we're at our crisis times, when we're at our points of need. And so now we come to the story of Jacob at Jabbok. Let's just read the story to begin with. It's found in Genesis chapter 32 and I'll just um, pick it up in verse 24 so it's genesis 32 verse 24 jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak when the man saw that he did not prevail against jacob he struck him on the hip socket and jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him then he said let me go for the day is breaking but jacob said i will not let you go unless you bless me so he said to him, your name, what's your name? And he said, Jacob. And then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. We now come to a famous story, one of the most famous stories in Jacob's life. And, and one of the more famous stories, to be honest, in the Old Testament, the story of Jacob wrestling with God at the brook called Jabbok. This is his face-to-face -face encounter. Jacob had run away from home maybe 20 years before. He'd felt his life was in danger following his brother's uh, blood-curdling threats. Now God has told him to return back home after 20 years. It's a long way back, many hundreds of miles, and it wasn't easy. Especially given that along with him he was bringing four wives, a dozen or more children, servants and huge flocks of sheep. As he approaches the border of Cana, he receives disturbing news. His brother Esau is approaching at the head of an army. Jacob begins to worry. The last time he saw Esau, he faced a barrage of threats. And now Esau was fast approaching from the west. God had said to him, I'll be with you, I'll keep you, I'll protect you. Now's the time to come back home. But this situation was disturbing. He could lose everything, his family, his wealth, everything, his life. It's fair to say that at this point Jacob's faith wobbled. He'd heard God, he'd believed God. He'd acted upon God's word and now he begins to doubt. He begins to struggle. Is he really safe? Is God really there? Will God really bring him through? And Jacob returns to type. He develops a plan. He would send a series of messages, warm messages to his approaching brother. He would send him lots and lots of gifts. He would divide up his wealth and his family into groups. His most precious possessions and his most precious family, his most favourite wives and children, 
in the safest of places. At least if the worst did happen, at least something would be salvaged. Jacob takes things into his own hands. Now with his plans enacted, Jacob takes a long walk along the Jabbok Brook. Time to be alone at the darkest of nights. He's in a crisis. This turns out to be probably one of the great turning points in Jacob's life. Genesis tells us that he does not just want to hear from God. He does just not want to see God. But he wrestles with God all night. This is the presence of God, the manifest presence of God. He doesn't just hear from God. He doesn't just see God. He wrestles with him. This is one of the most crucial points in Jacob's life. Well, that is a well-known story, but what's it mean to you and to I, to me? I think the first thing is that at times in our lives, when we know God's there and God's made promises to us and God's been real to us in the past, but we come to a point in our life and we really struggle. We really grapple with him. We wrestle with God. We're torn between our fears and our faith, between our plans and God's purposes. We meet God in a crisis. We hear the word and the will of God. But between that and our flesh, our faith struggles and we're filled with fear. Incredibly, God in his grace encounters Jacob and he encounters you and I. We wrestle with him, we draw, we draw near to him, we grab hold of him and his promises and say, God bless me. Sort me out. Take me through this crisis. It's not just Jacob's experience. It's our experience too. Secondly, notice this is a dark time in his life. It's the darkness of night and he's alone. He's facing times of trouble and difficulty. We all face that, don't we? We all face these times of difficulty and dark nights when we're just on our own. But this is a turning point. It's a time to be open, to ask God to bless us, to get close to God. Jacob was alone. He, was, uh, uh, he needed to be alone. And there are times when we all need that time alone with God, away from distractions, just you and God. Times when we can just spend time with him to to talk to him to to pray to him to to cry out our needs to identify what we're struggling with to ask god to sort things out to seek his presence and assurance and blessing it's interesting that the place is also called in verse 30 peniel which means the face of god how would you feel if you saw God's face, God's presence was that real. You know, that's how much God loves you. You're never alone. You're with God and sometimes you wrestle with him. But we sometimes need to see the face of God as it were. To be honest and to know his reassurance. Thirdly, Jacob held on. He would not let go until God blessed him. That's faith. You see, faith isn't just a belief in something. It's holding on to something. It's persisting in something. 
is grabbing hold of God and saying, God, bless me, change me, do something miraculous in my life that I may glorify you. That's faith. Faith is persistence, it's tenacity. As we encounter God, as we encounter his presence, as we see him face to face, as it were, as we struggle, hold on. No matter what you face today, no matter what dark times, no matter what lonely times, no matter what fears and troubles and difficulties and afflictions you face, God is near and God will draw close. And as we encounter God, we struggle with him and say, God, this is where I am. Take that opportunity. Fourthly, Jacob's name meant wriggler, schemer, crafty. And God changes his name. God says to him, verse 27, and who are you? And Jacob says, I'm Jacob. I'm the schemer, the crafty one, the one who's deceitful. God knew who, who he was. Of course he did. But God was asking Jacob, do you really know who you are? Be open. You know, sometimes in our struggles, we need to put aside the religiosity and the, the correctness and the rightness of life and just be open with God and tell him who we are. Own up. Because in telling him, we tell ourselves. Jacob needs to see who he is and what he is. Jacob the deceiver, the schemer. You see, in these encounters, we don't just meet God. We really meet ourselves. There's no hiding, no distraction, no excuses, no finger pointing at other people. This was a great encounter that turned Jacob's life around. And God leaves him with a new name and a limp. God leaves him with a new name. He says, you shall now be called Israel. The one who strived and struggled with God successfully. And he leaves him with a limp for the rest of his life. Wherever he went, he limped. That would always be a reminder of God's grace and goodness. Let's draw to a conclusion. The God who wrestled Jacob is the same God that you know. There are times, dark times, lonely times, times of crisis and hurt, times when we're bruised. And we struggle with our faith. We struggle with our fears. We struggle with God's will and God's plans. In those dark times, we need to grab hold of him, hold of his promise and be honest with him. And by being honest with him and grappling with him, we become honest with ourselves too. Jacob finishes by saying, God, bless me. Use me. Put me in the centre of your will. How about you today? Are you struggling? Are you fighting fear? Are you struggling with your faith? Are you trying to see where God's leading and what God is doing? God will draw near to you today. Grab hold of him and say, God, this is who I am. Do something mighty with me, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we all have times of darkness. 
We all have times of loneliness. We all have times when we're alone. And Lord, help us to get alone with you. To be honest with you. And to let you do something remarkable in our lives. May we have this incredible encounter with you, the living God.